The Mets sure had a lot of injuries last year. They had so many injuries that what started out as a very good team became a circus by mid-June. I think all Mets fans are glad to have 2009 behind them. And, well, unfortunately, if you're a Mets fan, it's time to get ready for a little trip back to 2009. I'm Alex Reisner, and you're listening to Game of Chance, a show about baseball, statistics, history, culture, and the role of luck in baseball. Okay, so it's not really that bad. But, as you probably know, Jose Reyes didn't play in the All-Star game because of a strained right oblique. Now, Reyes got this injury on June 29th or 30th. He was out for a week. Then he came back and played three games in pain. He started a fourth game, and by the seventh inning, David Wright had watched enough of his grimacing and called out Jerry Manuel and the trainers and had Reyes removed from the game. So the silver lining is obviously that David Wright has the confidence and presence of mind to take charge in that situation, but Reyes came back too soon from what is by all reports a pretty mild injury. That doesn't mean he can't turn it into a more serious injury by coming back too soon. Remember last year, you know, 2009, when Reyes had a mild calf injury in May? He was out for a week, came back, exacerbated it, then ended up tearing his hamstring in a rehab start two weeks later. Both of those injuries were in his right leg, so, um, well, I'm no doctor, so I'll leave it up to you to figure out if they're related. The oblique injury doesn't seem that serious now, but neither did the calf injury last year. Not that serious doesn't mean no injury. It's not September. The Mets don't automatically lose every game that Reyes sits out. But there's some weird sense of urgency here on the part of the Mets. I, I, look, I know guys play through injuries all the time. But sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And with Reyes's history, why take the chance? And by the way, when Reyes came back last week... The Mets had him batting right-handed only. No left-handed at-bats, just to be careful. That actually seems pretty smart. Then on Sunday, the day after he re-aggravates the injury, and Wright has him removed from the game, which is also the day before the three-day All-Star break, he's taking left-handed swings in batting practice. I don't know, I guess, as with so much that happens with the Mets, I just have to pretend I didn't know about that. Uh, in some other exciting news, Carlos Beltran is coming back tonight and starting in center field. Great. Uh, wait a minute. Carlos Beltran. This is the guy who hasn't played a major league game all year? Starting in center field? First of all, six weeks ago, we had Jerry Manuel saying to the media that Beltran would be back in a week. Again, I have to pretend I just didn't hear that. Did Manuel know where Beltran was? Beltran at that time was playing in simulated games, not even minor league baseball games. He was trying out a new knee brace. There was absolutely no way that he was about to play for the Mets. So anyway, that happened. And now Beltran is coming back for real. From an injury that's way more serious than Reyes' oblique. And he's going to be the Mets' everyday starting center fielder. So imagine you're Jerry Manuel. You've got a right fielder in Jeff Francoeur who's been struggling for basically the whole season. He's 5 for 31 in his last 10 games. The only starter with a lower batting average is the catcher, Rod Barajas. That would seem to be the spot for a guy returning from a serious knee injury who hasn't really played a major league game at full strength in over a year. Center field is covered by Angel Pagan, 
who's the team's best hitter after David Wright. He's tied with Jose Reyes for the most stolen bases, and he's doing a great job defensively. But Jerry Manuel has already decided to platoon switch-hitting Pagan in right field with Jeff Francoeur and put Beltran in center every day. I mean, it, it, not only is Beltran's performance at this point a total unknown. I, here, look. We've waited a year for Beltran to be healthy. Through a decision not to get surgery last June when he got injured, a fiasco when he came back in September and wasn't even close to ready, then he got surgery in January on his own without telling the team, kind of reinforcing any feelings you might have had that the Mets have no clue. He's going to be wearing a knee brace, which restricts his range of motion, and according to Omar Minaya, he runs with a limp. He hasn't played in anything tougher than a single-A game in Port St. Lucie. What the hell are the Mets doing? Everything about Carlos Beltran's injury has been a disaster. And you really have to wonder at this point if he'll ever be fully healthy again. He's already come back too soon once. Reyes has come back too soon multiple times. I've already told you the Mets are going to nosedive in the second half. Well, here's, here's where it starts. We're in the second half. Even Beltran himself admits that he's not playing anywhere near the major league level yet. So what the heck is wrong with some AAA rehab starts? Or AA? Anything higher than single A. And if for some reason you can't do that, what's the problem with putting him in right field so you don't have a liability with a knee brace and a limp in center, and so you don't lose Pagan's bat every other day? Whoever heard of platooning your second best batter, who's also a switch hitter? Anyway, this is all pretty standard for the Mets. Nothing we haven't been seeing for years. The over-anxiousness of the management, lack of planning, the try-it-and-see-what-happens approach. You know how I think the second half is going to go. We'll see what happens. Let's talk about something a little happier. How about Ozzie Smith? Remember Ozzie Smith doing cartwheels across the field on opening day? Isn't that better? Monday I heard Ozzie Smith on the Boomer and Carton show. They were asking him some questions about instant replay. And he said what a lot of people are saying, which is, if you have the technology to get it right, you should get it right. Now, I know I talked about this back in the third episode, and I think I'm going to be perceived as a, a Luddite or someone who's afraid of change, but I'm still not convinced that more accuracy is what baseball needs. I think as fans, we've accepted a certain amount of inaccuracy for years and that it's actually good for the game. Now, the best example I can think of is the neighborhood play. The neighborhood play, in case you don't know, is basically on a ground ball double play where the umpire calls a runner out at second, even though the fielder didn't step exactly on second base. They have to step very close to second base, but the umpire will give them the out despite it not being technically an out. As far as I know, this has been going on for decades, and the reason they do it is to avoid injury to the fielder. Uh, it gives them an extra fraction of a second to get out of the way of the runner. It evolved for a good reason, and it's being called less and less over the past 10 or 15 years, Obviously, because cameras have gotten better, people have high-definition TVs, and so umpires are afraid to call it. Now, I know I'm in murky territory here. The neighborhood play is not general knowledge. It's certainly not in the rule book. And I know that letting umpires call it sounds a little like letting cops throw people in jail. But I think preventing injuries is a very nice abuse of the umpire's power. Like I said, it evolved out of a legitimate need, and I think it's a good thing for baseball. 
we're kind of out of touch with this idea these days, but justice isn't always as much about being right as it is about being fair. Rules in baseball and laws in society are guidelines for fairness, but they're abstract. They need to be interpreted and applied in each situation or else you lose the original intent of the law. I think there's a good case to be made that when a runner is coming at an unprotected fielder with the spikes in the air, it's fair for that fielder to have a little leeway in where he steps. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I can really see it both ways. But my point is that replay will kill what's left of the neighborhood play and any other unwritten rules that have evolved naturally within the game for good reasons. The players and the umpires, the people who are actually affected by the rules, have an understanding about these things. ESPN did a poll a few weeks ago and the players voted overwhelmingly against instant replay. And I think it's because of things like the neighborhood play. I think instant replay is really for the fans who can't tolerate a little uncertainty. It's not really for the game. The game needs room for umpires to do their job without being criticized for missing things you can only see with a super slow motion camera. The game needs umpires to be fair more than just robotic rule followers. And to repeat my argument from the third episode, when you have a game where the foundation, the strike zone, is so vaguely defined and hard to see, I don't think you have that much room to argue that all plays need to be called exactly by the book. It's just not possible, and it's not smart. You can add things like the neighborhood play to the rule book and get your robot umpires who see everything correctly and don't make any exceptions, but then you lose the natural evolution in the way the rules are enforced that has to exist as the game changes and equipment changes and the game becomes unfair in ways you can't see from the stands. I think the results of the player poll are telling. Jim Joyce, the guy who missed the call on Armando Galarraga's perfect game, was voted the best umpire in baseball, by far. He got over half the votes. 77% of players also voted against the use of instant replay on the base paths. As fans, we just don't know the intricacies of the game well enough to demand more scrutiny on close calls. I think it's clear the players respect the umpires more for being fair than for being 100% correct. And I think that's the bottom line. Instant replay will not improve baseball. It will give some hard-ass fans the feeling that things are correct. But I don't think it will be good for the game. I'm Alex Reisner, and you've been listening to Game of Chance. Give me a call if you've got something to say. 32323-00233. For comments and discussion, check out the website at gameofchance.alexreisner.com.